When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 68 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for connecting today. And do you feel like all this talk about positive body image and healing your relationship with food and the toxic culture, uh, promoting dieting and all things related to body hate, do you think that's all a bunch of BS? Because really, when it comes down to it, food is just your enemy. I have heard from so many people who think that food at times just feels like this biggest waste of time and they wish they just didn't have to eat and wish they could just avoid it altogether. And they also feel at the same time so exhausted from their binging experiences and the kind of tug of war that they experience with the eating experience. If you can relate to any of these, well, you're going to relate to this episode's letter. And during this episode, I get a chance to talk with Anita Johnson. You may have heard of her. She's the author of Eating in the Light of the Moon. She's fabulous and a really well-known eating disorder practitioner and source of compassion and healing. I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say about healing your own relationship with food. Before we get to this episode's letter, I want to make sure that you have access to more food peace than just the 27 to 30 minutes you have listening to this episode. Do you know that every week I send out a resource with you in mind to help you further help your relationship with food and your body? It's a food peace newsletter. If you haven't signed up yet, I want to be able to give you this information outside of the podcast. So all you have to do is go to juliedillonrd.com slash sign up, and we will get you connected and on your way to having more resources. We live in this world that is just toxic with its messages to uh, promote hot body hate and this disordered relationship with food. So I want to be this beacon of reconnection with your own wisdom. So just go to juliedillonrd.com slash sign up. And let's go ahead and hear this episode's letter. Dear Food, if there were a way to excommunicate you from my life, I would gladly do it. If there were a way to turn my back completely on you and never give you another thought, I would do it. Over the years, food, I have learned to hate you, fear you, mistrust your intentions, despise your consequences. 
I go from severely restricting you to binging on you and then purging to try to get rid of you. I exercise compulsively to try to rid myself of your potential fattening effects. And yet every day, despite promises to myself that this will be a better day, that this will be the last binge or purge or day of restriction, you always seem to convince me that living in my eating disorder is safer or easier and that I deserve this punishment from you. That there is no other way for me. That if I try to run away, you will always find me. All you have ever brought me food is misery. I know to the average reader or listener, this probably sounds misplaced or exaggerated, but you food, you know the toll that my body and my spirit have taken as a result of our abusive relationship. I want freedom. I want to learn to stand on my own two feet without looking over my shoulder, thinking that you are just around the corner waiting to get me. I want to learn to trust my own intuition and discover my own strengths and grow as a person without fearing that you will be my undoing, without fearing another beating from you. I consider myself to be an intelligent person. I work in a fast-paced, high-stress environment, making critical care decisions that affect the lives of others. I know the ins and outs of nutrition and can apply that knowledge without even thinking consciously about it for the population of patients that I treat. Why then, food, won't you afford me the peace to use you to nourish my body in a non-abusive, non-judgmental way? Why do you haunt my every waking moment, urging me to do things that are neither healthy for my physical state or my emotional state? I have read every self-help book I can find. I have spent thousands of dollars on therapists, dietitians, and eating disorder programs. I have made honest attempts at intuitive eating. All of it has failed because of fear. Fear of weight gain, fear of losing control, fear of letting go of the disordered relationship with you. Won't you let me learn to love you food and have you love me back? Won't you stop torturing me with threats of weight gain? Won't you please let me live what is left of my life in peace? Yours truly, bruised and battered by food. Hey there, bruised and battered. Thanks for your letter. From reading your words, I get a sense of how scared you are and how much you really, really want to recover, but feel like you're up against this wall, like there's no other options. I want to help. And have you ever heard of Anita Johnson? She is an eating disorder specialist and someone who has worked with folks for a very long time and is really well regarded in my profession. She said that she wants to help. So we're going to give her a call and see what kind of solutions she has for you. Hi, Anita. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing great, too. I am thrilled to speak with you. And I know this letter writer is going to be so excited that you are the one that's going to help me with this letter. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. And <laughs> I think they will. I mean, because I know a lot of us have read your books and we just find your work to be really compassionate and to really help our relationship with food. So I know they're going to be thrilled. So thank you for your time. You're welcome. So 
when um, I was reading this letter, I had certain impressions about what was going on. And I'm curious what your impression is about what this person is experiencing with food. Well, I think the first thing that struck me, um, if I could speak to bruised and battered, <laughs> is welcome to the world of paradox. Because with, with these kinds of struggles, it appears that it's about food and it's not about food. And so um, as I, as I you know, read the letter, I thought, oh, okay, so food is the enemy, um, it seems like, and, and, um, and yet there's a whole other side to the relationship with food that I think um, could be really helpful for, for this individual. So that's what I meant by the world of paradox. Because struggles with, with, with food are about food and they're not about food. So I get intrigued with the not about food piece because that's, that's the invisible piece that many people are not aware of. And so, um, the way I see things is whatever the struggle happens to be, that's where the answers are. So in that regard, the struggle then isn't really the enemy. But it's a messenger to let somebody know when there's other things that are going on in their lives. I, I like to call them other kinds of hungers because that brings a little closer to food. That's not about the struggle itself, but about another struggle that is pointing you towards um, developing another skill set so that uh the relationship with food doesn't have to be one where it's a struggle for with weight or control or or whatever else is going on so if if it seems like i'm being a little cryptic in a way i am because i'm looking at the symbolic nature of the struggle, because whatever it is we're doing with food is a reflection of something else that's going in our lives that we may not even know about, um, or it may be too overwhelming that we don't even dare to look at it, and so it gets played out with food. So, for example, if if your struggle with food is one of restriction, it, it, it helps to look to see what other areas of your life you are um, restricting, whether it's you're restricting your emotions or, or, or relationships or new experiences or your sexuality or where else does restriction show up. Um, if it's a struggle with binge eating, then the, the theme of scarcity, of never enough, where else is that getting played out? Is, it, is there never enough coffee? Or is there never enough time? Or is there never enough attention? Or is there never enough support? So to look, to look for the pattern of what's going on with the food struggle, because typically... It's revealing itself in another place and the struggle with food becomes the red herring because it's it's the easiest to see. And so we plunge into that without ever really getting towards what it's really pointing us to. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think when I read this letter, I think, well, what's the struggle? Well, what I'm seeing is the desire to have this non-abusive, non-judgmental way of being with food. And, and that's kind of what jumps out at me. Um, so I would, I would want to look at if this, if this were me, 
in what ways am I judging myself? In what areas of my life? Um, not just with eating and food, but in other areas, because it's this critical voice that seems to have taken over that is interfering with the peace. So then the task is, well, how do I create a peacekeeping force? Mm. And 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 that's what I look at when I I I I know it appears that food is the one that brings the misery. And my suggestion is going to be it's more the thoughts about food or the thoughts about how you are in other aspects of your life, that super duper critical voice. And 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 the skill set that's required is how to communicate with yourself in a way that allows for discernment. I'm not just saying like, oh yeah, whatever you want, you know, everything's cool, but okay, what's this really about? So um, the peacekeeping force that, that I think is important here is compassionate curiosity, asking these very same questions but with curiosity, not judgment, because there's a lot of judgment here. Mm, there is. So that's, where yeah. I go. that's where I go with it. <laughs> well, you know, you said compassionate curiosity. I, mm -hmm. One of my things that I, I hear myself saying on repeat often is that the foundation to food peace is compassionate curiosity, because mm -hmm. otherwise... This red mm -hmm. herring, like you said, it's like this distraction. Mm -hmm. It's keeping mm -hmm. people from the information. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I never thought about using the word discernment there, too. I think that's mm -hmm. a really useful kind of way to, to just acknowledge, you know, there, by having that, that pause to um, consider the symbolic hungers, it allows a person then to have discernment, which right. it sounds like this right. person is... Um, really needing because they, right. it, I got a lot of like, well, there's fear and um, fearful of like not being able to meet needs and, mm -hmm. and, and things like that going on in there. But yet, if they were able to pause, maybe then they'd able to discern more of what they're needing. Well, and even looking at the pattern itself, I go from restricting to binging and purging to get rid of. So I would want to look at, okay, in what area of my life Am I so afraid or overwhelmed or troubled that, that I try to restrict myself from participating in, but then swing over to um, just n not being able to get enough? Mm. There's just not enough of it. And then it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I just took in too much. I got I to gotta get rid of it. I just right. took in too much. So this could be, you know, everything from like school. Okay. Where you say, okay, I can't handle school. I'm not going to school. And then you sign up for school and you sign up for a gazillion classes. And then it's like, oh my God, I can't handle this. I got to drop out. Yeah. Uh, you know, it can be with relationships. It's like, okay, I don't want any, I am not having any, any intimate relationships at all. And meeting something falling head over heels and then going, oh, okay, this is too much. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. This person, I don't want to be, do you see what I'm saying? It's I like yeah. this pattern is really what the real issue is. It gets played out with food because that's what gets our attention. And it's supposed to get our attention so that we can see the pattern and do what we need to do to make those changes there. Mm -hmm. So my question for you then is, mm -hmm. how can a person 
um, make those steps to um, not be so like beating themselves up, but to, to, mm-hmm. to think of these things in a more compassionate way, or just to start mm-hmm. making that kind of like pivot to mm-hmm. not be mm-hmm. um, blaming the messenger, but using it right. as a message. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, welcoming the messenger, that's pretty hard, Welcoming, right? that is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and here's how you do it. You understand that the messenger is speaking in a language that you don't yet understand. So the messenger is speaking to you in the language of metaphor. So here's the deal with food. Um, When you're eating because you're physically hungry and stopping when you're full and not eating when you're not hungry, food is just food. But when you're eating and you're not hungry or you're not letting yourself eat when you are hungry, that's when food, the messenger, um, is speaking to you in metaphor and is trying to tell you about something else that's going on. So, But it's coded, right? So you have to crack the code. And the way you, I'm going to tell you how you crack the code, right? Awesome. And, and remember, this is only when food is not in response to physical hunger and satiety signals. So sweet foods usually have to do with feeling either that there's not enough sweetness in your life or you're not sweet enough. Crunchy, salty foods typically are connected to unexpressed anger and frustration about something. Uh, A a craving for warm foods is a lot of times connected to a longing for emotional warmth. Um, Spicy foods typically are connected to um, a desire or fear, depends on if you're restricting or binging, uh, of excitement, stimulation, or change. And chocolate, well, we know that from Valentine's Day, that's sex and romance and sensuality. Now, I have a, I have a free gift if anybody is interested in, in, in pursuing this further that anybody can get. So you don't have to scribble this all down. Um, and you can go to lightofthemooncafe.com forward slash love. Uh, but, but when you understand that, you take a look at the foods you might be, let's say, take a look at the food that you're binging on. And so we know there's no, there's no physical hunger here. And let's say um, it's vanilla, I'm making this up right now, vanilla ice cream with chocolate chips. So then you would ask yourself, because now it's metaphoric, remember, so you have to go in, into the symbolism. And so you ask yourself, okay, what is it about vanilla ice cream with chocolate chips that I love the most? Well. It's sweet, it's smooth, and it's got a bit of a crunch with the chips, okay? So then you ask yourself, okay, where in my life is there not enough sweetness? And I'm wanting things to get smoother, but I'm frustrated over it not happening right now. You see where I'm going Mm -hmm. with that? It's it's cracking the code. You, You get into the qualities and the descriptions of that particular food. And then you listen with your inner ear, which is you listen for the metaphor of it. Hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. It's really fun, actually. <laughs> it is. And then you welcome the messenger, not mm-hmm. going, get the heck out of here. <laughs> so then if someone is identifying with, you know, I need more sweetness, mm-hmm. you know, what, I, what would mm-hmm. be next steps? You know, is it cultivating yeah. more sweetness, like something that literal? Well, no, not literal. You okay. see, it's metaphoric. So we, we talk about 
when you think about the word sweet, like somebody does a kind thing, you go, oh, that's so sweet. Or, or, you know, you look at a little puppy and go, oh, that's so sweet. Or isn't that sweet? Think about all the sweetness that life has to bring. Think about when you have that reaction to something being sweet. Think about sweethearts. Okay. Mm -hmm. We we have sweethearts. Mm -hmm. Why is that? So, so to find and, and, and reach for that in your life. Hmm. So is it, yeah. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's telling the the body that there is this unmet Mm -hmm. need of, Mm -hmm. of the sweetness like you're describing. Yes. It's telling the body mind, Mm -hmm. but you see, we get the two confused because they are, they interrelate. And so, um, uh, I'll give you an example from my own life just to see how this kind of, uh, uh, breaks down. There was a time I, I, um, had just finished seeing a client. I had a home office and I had a craving for vanilla ice cream dipped in chocolate. And, um, I, I, I checked in for my hunger and satiety signals, not a signal in sight, but I wanted it. I kept hearing, <laughs> you know, vanilla cone dipped in chocolate, vanilla cone. So I zipped on over because I couldn't figure out what it was about, because I'm looking, okay, what is this about? What's it about? Knowing that this was symbolic uh, communication. And uh, I couldn't get the answer. So I thought I did what I tell my clients to do, go get the food. Mm. But instead of eating it with diet mentality, like, okay, this is the last one I'm ever going to have. I'm never going to eat this again. I went to, and I got a vanilla cone dipped in chocolate and I sat down with it and I ate it consciously, deliberately paying attention to everything I could about it, paying attention to whatever memories came up. And then I got it. Um, uh, I went, Oh, Dairy Queen was the memory that came up. Now to understand what this meant to me, this was back in the days of 9-11 9-11 had just happened and I'd seen all those images on the on the TV and everything in me wanted to not feel any of that, right? I didn't want to, oh, it was so horrific. I didn't want to feel it. But I had clients who'd been in those buildings. I had clients who had loved ones. And so I had to be present. So so what was going on was that I was um, craving this vanilla cone dipped in chocolate. Why? Because when I was a little girl, I grew up on the island of Guam. And in the 50s and 60s, there was only one fast food place, and it was Dairy Queen. And every every Sunday after church, my dad would take his kids to Dairy Queen, and I would have a vanilla cone dipped in chocolate. So what I understood was what was really going on is I was craving for the the sweetness of a time in my life where nothing bad ever happened. I lived on a little island and nothing bad was ever happening. And that's what I was longing for, longing for that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see the connection now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So oh, it's, it's awesome. different for, for each of us. It's different. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned those general categories because that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me too, you know, uh, anyone with a complicated relationship with food or any, any person walking this earth, we're the experts of our bodies. So we're the only ones that are going to yeah. really know yeah. what the metaphor what it is. Yeah. And what 
means. I was once doing a conference, and I do this. I, I, I encourage people to play with their foods, metaphorically, of course. And I remember this woman, she kept saying, well, I like cheese, any kind of cheese. And it was all about cheese. And, and we were trying to see what that meant for her. And, and I, I, I wasn't hitting on it. I couldn't quite get it. We, I was asking all these questions. And, and I said, well, you know, it's one of those things. Maybe if you just sit with it for a while, it'll come to you. And she said to me, well, do you think it could be because I'm from Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. she was homesick when she was eating cheese and she wasn't hungry mm-hmm. you know but that's the kind of thing that's how individual it it can be but once you start thinking metaphorically and understand that that's the language of the messenger um you, you know then you're not going to see it as the enemy you're going to see it as a valuable part of yourself that has something to tell you that's going to make your life better, not worse. Mm-hmm. But, but but you're misreading the information. So you think it's the enemy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so great. So we have something on this podcast, Anita, called uh-huh. the Food Peace Syllabus. And you mentioned something that I'm really excited about, the free gift from your <laughs> Over the Moon Cafe, which... Uh, I will put in the show notes a link to it so nobody has to go and find a piece of paper really quick and write it down. They can just click on the show (laughs) notes. But I'm wondering if you have anything else you would like to add to it. Well, well, the Light of the Moon Cafe is an online interactive workbook multimedia for people that um, want to go further than my book, Eating in the Light of the Moon. And so, and there's a forum on there where people communicate and support each other. I'm on the forum all the time. We have live calls so people can call in and, and um, uh, tell their metaphor, their foods they're struggling with. And, and we can pop that and help them see what that's about. And we have songs and poems and, and drawing and writing activities. It's really Really a lot of fun. So um, I put that on the list. It's lightofthemooncafe.com. We'll do it. How about um, in the light of the moon cafe, though? Not li- the uh, <laughs> in the light of the moon, the book that you wrote. Let's go ahead and put uh-huh. that on there too, because okay. if someone okay. hasn't um, listened to the any of the other podcasts where I have uh, mentioned that book, I want them to know about it. It's a really great book to have, and it's a it's a. It, I feel like. Um, the metaphor and describing how that's like a useful tool for people to connect um, yes. to the message, like you were saying, I think it, it's 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 a way of thinking that a lot of us haven't really been introduced to. So I want to have as many resources as possible. So I'm going to put that on there too. Oh, good. <laughs> so um, is there a way if someone wants to, to find out more about you or get a hold mm-hmm. of you, is there a way for them to do that? Yes, there is. They can contact me at Anita, A-N-I-T-A, at lightofthemooncafe.com. Awesome. And I'm happy to respond. Um, I'm, I'm happy to, to hear from folks. And uh, if there's anything that I can say or do that would be useful. I, um, if people are interested, I do individual Skype sessions. Uh, a lot of times people say, okay, I, I'm doing great, but I got this one issue here that I really need help with, and uh, I'm, I'm available for that. Oh, wonderful. So we'll put that in the show notes, too. If someone is um, wanting to have that kind of connection, mm-hmm. um, they'll have access to it. Thank you for um, giving us your compassion, your expertise, and your time. I really, really appreciate it, and I can't wait for this letter writer to hear what you have to say. I think there's some some amazing insight that's, um, like I said, I think it's it's not something that we often 
um, have access to or just even like put our brain in that kind of place. And I really, I thank you for that. Well, you're so welcome. I really appreciate being able to speak with you and to your listeners. And um, it's my idea of a good time, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, take care, Anita. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Battered and Bruised. It's me again. And I hope you found Anita Johnson's information and metaphor powerful. It was powerful for me to hear. And honestly, I've heard her speak so many times, but every time I listen to her words, I feel like I'm learning it all over again and I'm learning something deeper with it. And of course, I'm relating it to my own life and my own experiences. So um, I hope you connected to it as well. I see food has written back, so I need to get going. But until then, please stay connected. And if you are looking for more ways to connect to food peace and positive body image, be sure to sign up for my free newsletter, juliedillonrd.com slash sign up. Take care. Dear Battered and Bruised, Hey again, we are hoping to communicate something very important to you, but you end up glaring at us and placing blame on yourself. We are not the enemy and the struggle contains a message for you. We hope you connect to the message your mind-body wants for you. Using compassionate curiosity, you will gain the understanding for you, your life, and your purpose. When you hear the struggle next time, consider the pattern and welcome the message. Moving toward the struggle, even though painful, rather than away, may just bring you the clarity and joy you've been so hungry for. Love, food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your Dear Food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.